Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wong Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. We're super thrilled you are with us. Uh, I am excited about this show. We had a little bit of a break from the uh, holidays, as as most people did. So oh, oh, we're going to try oh. to barrage you with a bunch of stuff while you're hanging out with your family and or doing whatever you're doing. Uh, and for uh, those who are stuck in the snow in the nor'east, yikes. Sorry about that. Um, I mean, you know, it's cold all over the place because it's still it's still about that time. Well, but it's I'm, mighty cold here. It's mighty cold here. It's pretty cold. It's in the single digits. Yeah, hey, I'm all, I'm cool with that. Uh, we've got somebody on the line. Who is it? It's Ryan from Yellow Cake Pedals. How are you guys doing? We are Excellent. doing fine. Happy to talk to you today, my friend. Happy to talk to you guys, man. Single digits, really? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. It uh, got to 15 here on um, Monday, and it's still, man, we had a hard freeze. We haven't had one of those in a couple of years. So. And, well, and where you're calling from? T- Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yep. Man, you're, you're down there, and, and I mean, you're getting that kind of weather down there. That's crazy. Well, it just it's hit everybody this year for whatever reason. I guess that... Um, what do they call it? The polar the vortex, bo- the bomb or whatever that yeah. hit the Northeast. I mean, yeah. it got down as far as um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the guys from B.A. Ferguson guitars there in South Carolina mm. in Columbia. And they got snow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much, but they got enough to, I guess, shut the whole city down. I guess it even wow. went down. I've heard as far as maybe Savannah. I thought they Georgia. Said, I thought wow. they said even Florida got. Oh, got yeah, the Florida, Florida too. Yeah, but it's twenty yeah, degrees it, it, in Florida. My buddy's down there, and yeah, I'm laughing at him because they he tried to it. get away from it. I shouldn't say it's. You can't get. It's just. It's just. It's just bad all over. Yeah. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna going out to California for the Nam show, just to kind of walk around. Yeah. And. Tony and uh, and Jared are going to be there. No, I will not. Oh, oh awesome! I'm, I'm skipping the California. Show. Skipping the California no, show. I will be there. Jared is going. Yeah, just awesome. Look, just look for the only seven foot dude that looks like he can crush you. <laughs> yeah, because I always look for those guys. Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> and you go. Where's the tall? Where's the biggest guy in the room that looks like he can just like knock me around? And that's you, yeah. Just start poking him in the chest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. He should like dress up his jaws from 007. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could see that. Yeah, you should, you could do that yeah. totally. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, anyways, hey, guitar stuff. Let's get on with it. So, uh, with a year. Wrapping up and 2017 biting the dust. Thank goodness. Reverb's annual series provides a list of the most popular pedals of 2017. This is cool stuff. Uh, lists are always fun to check out, especially if they're things that you actually like. So even um, things if you don't like, and even, yeah, sometimes uh, like weird bug stings and stuff i don't know whatever but um for this year's pedal rankings reverb has come up with a uh three distinct though related lists of pedals and they are overall best sellers where you can find the top selling individual pedals across all new and used sales on reverb uh new for 2017 the overall rankings to show just new pedals that were introduced this year 
And uh, best selling used pedals, the ranking for pedals that sold in used condition. And most of these are sale, uh, sales are coming from individual and private sellers on reverb and all that stuff. But uh, right. uh, it's cool. You can check it out and you can filter and see what you like. And, and you probably have a couple pedals that are worth something, Maybe. I would imagine. And uh, you can. Uh, That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then you can put them up there and sell them yourself or buy a couple that, that uh, maybe are hanging out at the bottom for some reason. Bury them in the backyard? Yeah. I think that would be helpful for the pedal. <laughs> maybe um, not. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, head on over to Reverb.com forward slash news to check out all of this cool stuff. Reverb. Yep. Dot and, com. Yep. And Wait a minute. What? You can actually buy LPs on Reverb now. You can. Did you see that? That is that's pretty cool. I'm going to be checking that out. Oh, wow. do it! Yeah, yep. go check it out, Tony. Yes. Can, can you can you give us? We're about to jump in an elevator. We're only going up f- five floors. Five floors. Okay. Just five. Just five floors. Out of how many? Out of five. Five out of five. Okay, we're going from one to five. Yes. Give us the pitch. So there Ding. I was with my family, sitting down at Christmas. Little tiny Tim in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he did say, God bless us, everyone. Ding. But the <laughs> but after dinner, everyone was sitting around. We were talking about the podcast. And they said, Tony, Ding. how how can we possibly help make this podcast bigger, better, stronger, faster? Patreon. Ding. I immediately said, go to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out the many levels of sponsorship available. The higher levels you get your put in the, the name on Ding. the thing. So in walks Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. So what's going on with this everybody this week? <laughs> Jared, go. All right. So I got me a phase 100. Because I want to sound exactly like Mick Ralph. He used a Phase 100, right? Well, anyway, I got the Phase 100. <laughs> and uh, you, did, you did Ted more than he did. He had a Phase 90. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you're 10 better. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, I, 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 really, uh, I was really looking forward to getting this pedal. And I found one from the, the later 70s. And uh, it was like for 100 and... I don't know, 140 bucks or something, 130 or something like that. But it like, had the original box, original matching box, serial number, na- matching serial oh, number. Wow. The uh, the warranty card had the matching serial number sticking uh, sticker on it as well. So I was impressed. I was like, man, this thing's pretty cool. I'll just get it for the nostalgia, you know, uh, factor as well. So I bought it, and then I looked at all the costs and the details. And it was too late to change it, but the guy wanted 20 bucks for shipping it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. So he spent $10 and, like, 9 cents or something. But uh, I'm not I'm not going to get on him for 9 bucks. You know, I would. I don't, yeah, I know, but. It's still kind of a. <clears throat> it's a jerky know. thing to do. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. I think it is. They, they get you. That's how they get you. You buy it, and then you're like, oh, crap, look at this shipping. He's going to profit now $9 because I wasn't paying enough attention to detail, and it's on me now, right? Due diligence. Yeah, well. Like, I love I love the old Crown Power amps. Don't ask me why. I just do. 
Yeah. And when I'm, if I'm ever looking for one, occasionally I'll look for one like on eBay or something, and I'll be like, oh, that's a good price. And I'll look at the shipping. I'm like, you're out of your mind. It's like I'm 100 like, bucks. Yeah. They want a stupid amount of money to, to ship it. It's like $40 to ship that little single. Are you, you yeah. are, no, no. Well, they're no. trying to make up for the, the low price that they're selling it for. Right. That's what they're doing. I mean, we all know it, but that's an old trick. It's one of the oldest tricks in a book. I fell for it. Anyway, I got to pedal. I was I was satisfied with the time that he shipped it in. He he packed it really well. So I was right. just gonna let that go. I plug it in with a uh, hundred MA, okay, and I got everything going. Plug it in, and I I start testing the four different phases or whatever you call them. And I got to the last one, and it just fizzled out, and the thing started smoking. Seriously? Yes. So I, I thought, oh, man, this thing worked for, like, 30 seconds. And I thought, what the heck did I do to this? I mean, did I run start running too much power into it? or Right. It's 100 MA, you know. No, it's fine. So uh, I opened it up, and I looked, looked at it, and uh, I called my buddy um, Mike Trombley. You guys know Mike with Red House. And uh, <laughs> are you, are you ask, telling us that? No, I'm telling or, everybody. Or every, who's everybody listening. else. Okay, yeah. So anyway. I forget sometimes. That anybody that's familiar with Mike from Red House. <laughs> right. Well, he looked at us. That's well, the whole thing. Well, he's on the I'm podcast. Like, yeah, he's on the, the time. show. Of course, we know him. So, but anyway, he said, "No, man, those old blue transistors—they just they go out. They're junky and they're cheap and." So I'm oh, not so it's got blue. The blue. It's got blue transistors. Yes, on it? it's got the blue. The little blue. They look like teardrops. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So one burn up pretty good, but uh, I I sent it to him anyway. I boxed well, see, it. See, that's and the sent thing is that what is what is making it burn up? That's my you know. <clears throat> I don't know. You said that just happens sometimes. It might have been oh. Jared's song styling. <laughs> no, I tell you, maybe I didn't let the pedal. Uh, I don't know. Uh, acclimate. Acclimate to the thing, and it just, I don't know. Oh, it shouldn't do that no matter what. Okay. That's, I'm not. That's, in my I opinion. Know. I mean, I might be wrong. Something just yeah. wore out. So I'm sending it to Mike. He's going to upgrade the, take out the blue teardrop transistor thingies and put in better ones, and everything's going to be just fine. Hunky-dory. And he's sending, Hunky-dory. he's sending it back, so. Where is yeah. Red House based out of? Akron, Ohio. Look, Troy. Oh, okay, so they're close. He doesn't so claim Troy, like, but yeah. I thought that was closer to Dayton. It is. Oh my God, yeah, I said Akron. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right. It is Dayton. There are other places he's in Akron. He's in Ohio. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, okay, so super. <laughs> the, here's my here's my only thing, and I'm not going to try to start a war on this, but th- with all of the phase pedals, the, all of the phase 90, 100, 45s, all of them, it is. You turn it on, and phaser, that's all you get. Phaser, phaser. I want a level on my phaser, that's all I'm saying. And a momentary switch. (laughs) I don't want, Yeah, I. you know, it's like, I have a, I was like, what, come on. I've got a phase 90 that I got like in the early 90s, brand new, and that thing is just super loud. And it's not like I, and I don't really like, opening up and messing with the stuff that I have. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I like to figure out, and I, I just don't have time, but I mean, I just like, there's got to be a way to just kind of knock down that 
extra. It's just like it's so loud. It just, just boosts everything up. It just needs a level. It just needs knob. a level. Yeah, that's it. all it needs. Yeah, I, I a do level not knob. Know why they don't include a level knob on these things? Well, and I also hate internal trim pots if I can avoid them. Yeah. With the stuff that I build, so it's kind of like I'd hate to. Have, you have to open it up and adjust it or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Um. Okay, so, Jared. Yeah. Thanks for that, buddy. Hey, man. I mean, when I get it back, I'm going to be happy as a, a clam. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna, was I there just, another thing that you were going to be happy as? It looked like you were searching there for a second. No, I just said clam. Happier than a pigeon thing. with a French fry. There you go. Tony. Yes, Hog I in the am. water. Yeah. Do it to it, bro. So uh, a buddy of mine uh, took in a Guild X175 Blonde. Um uh, before the holidays and he knew that i was an, a, a stupid guild fan mm-hmm. and of course he brought it over to me and i i had to have it you melted i melted yeah it's a beautiful guitar it's a, basically an old jazz box it's a 75 uh guild uh not their best era of guilds uh, but uh, well natch I don't know. Natch. <laughs> As if. I don't even know. Um, but it's a very cool guitar. Jared, I think you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, I played it. It's really, yeah. really nice. It plays guitar. incredibly well, so I had to have it. Now, the, the the one caveat about it, not even a caveat, it's... It's just as it is. Someone had put stickers across the top that said Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of great. I kind of like that. Well, it's, it is. For me, it's perfect because I love it. That's that's the name of the, of the guitar, yeah. Dudley. But someone had removed the stickers, mm. and now all you could see is the faded where, you know, where the rest of the finish had darkened a little bit now it's a it's kind of a lighter dudley across the top nice so i guess the the lesson learned is if you are going to put stickers on your guitars you should probably either not sell them ever again <laughs> or or, <laughs> or make sure it's not a vintage piece I, I have no idea when these were put on but i'm guessing maybe it was early in its uh in its time but other than that the guitar is absolutely in perfect condition uh, nice, beautiful carved spruce top. That's cool. I love so, it. So, so you you just you just got to hang out with it for a little bit. Oh no, it's mine now. Oh, it's yours. It's mine. Did I, I missed that part. It's mine. Wow, and you didn't bring it in. Well, I didn't want to bring cold? it out. Yeah, it's too yeah, cold. I don't I like it. moving stuff around when it's cold. Yeah, I get it. So that's nice. my fun and excitement for this week. That's awesome. What about you, man? Todd, Ryan. Me or Todd? Ryan. Let's do Ryan. Because I said Todd. Yeah. Uh, my excitement for the week. Boy, that's uh, that's a tough one. Um, well, it is the new year. It's We're recording this as the 4th of January. So um, just uh, been slowly, nothing, nothing too crazy. I, uh, I am working on a new um, idea, which I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but it's definitely going to be a long um, <clears throat> if it, everything works out okay like I want, it's going to be along the lines of that um, realm of what, where the Lida machine comes from, which is that weird, wacky type, um, voltage-controlled type stuff. Which we will get into in great detail in yeah. our interview with you. And um, kind of getting, trying to get ready to get everything ready to go for... Um, 
flying out to California in a couple weeks, which is right around the corner. I have a small prototype that may or may not be done, which is nothing really major. It's just a little something um, that will probably be released probably in a limited release, maybe. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it. Um, just kind of get everything in line with what may or may not happen, which is always a thing, and working my regular straight job which is always fun. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, we all just, got them. Most of us do. Yeah. Yeah. I come home and do this when I'm not, um, you know, with my kids or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Tony and Jared just looked at each other and looked at me like they, that, what they do is their regular job. <laughs> <laughs> we just like being poor. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. Well, you know. It's okay. Yeah. As long as you're happy with what you do. Like, I'm happiest when I'm yeah. doing the pedal when, with Yellow Cake. I mean, you know, the security from the other job is fine, but it's not fulfilling. I don't, you know, come home from from work being like, oh, that was just so great. Do you mind, yeah. uh, uh, do you mind me asking what you do? Or you don't have to tell us if you don't want to. Well, I work for a municipality, and I basically do kind of asset management and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that's as far as I'll... Yeah, it's totally fine. I sit in front of a computer all day. That's what I've always, the line I always use, I sit in front of a computer all day and I just wish I was just doing yellow cake. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, hey, but, but look, hey, you got that. And just imagine I, if you didn't. Right. Or no, I know. Don't I, imagine that, because that, that can lead to No, I have places. imagined that. That's not a good place to be, pal. Yeah. I'm telling you. No, well, I'm very fortunate, very fortunate to be where I'm at and have get, even though the, I think a lot of it is still a lot of, you know, there's still a long way to go and, um, you know, more exposure all the time and meeting great people like yourselves and in this industry, which I've been just overwhelmed with. Can't believe how many fantastic people I've met, you know, so that's been wonderful. And everybody's been really positive and then everybody supports each other mm-hmm. for the most part. And I think that's great. It is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good community. Did you say you are uh, you're going to Nam uh, in the next week or two? Yeah. Yeah, he's going mm-hmm. Have you been to one before? I usually the last I've had a booth at the last two winter summer NAMs because Nashville is really close. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really close and it's a lot cheaper. I'm going to this one just to kind of check it out. And I also kind of got roped in to doing a clinic in Eureka, California the week before the weekend before with um, the guys from Copper Sound Pedals because I know them really well. They're really good guys. And so so basically I'm flying up the week before or over the week before, and then I'm going to do, I'm going to have my pedal. I'm going to have a pedal board at the pure Salem guitars booth, um, Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday I fly out back home the Saturday while the show's going on mm. still. Cause Pretty I'll have been gone. Nice stuff. Yeah, he is. Rick is a great, great, great guy. You got to put me in touch with both of those 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 camps, will you? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. They're cool. fantastic guys. Um, they make really great stuff. Rick has been really a huge. Just he's been a really good friend early on. He's like, he's what got me in, into Instagram, and so like that was several years ago. And so he's just been really great. And I don't get to see him, obviously, or very, I've only like met him briefly once. We didn't get a chance to talk very long because everybody was going, everything was going crazy and whatever. 
and we don't get to talk very often on the phone because you know we're all busy with lives and everything else that's going on so but yeah he's really great we we keep in touch through messaging and stuff so cool excellent Todd, uh, what about you? Well, so got, sorry for my long, like, what's your week like? And I just went like 10, 20 minutes on whatever. <laughs> you're fine, man. You're fine. Todd? Todd? Can, yes. are, is, the, is Todd there? I am. Tell us about that big piece of wood in your hands. <laughs> Tell me about oh, that thing, man. Todd. Go All ahead. Right. So I got a uh, Santa Claus brought me a really, really nice telly neck uh, from all parts. And it's got a beautiful flame on the back, maple neck with a rosewood fretboard. And this is going to be the this is the first big physical piece of two physical pieces for my jazz, uh, my telly jazz. I don't know if I can call it a jazz bastard because that's what Rock and Roll Relics calls theirs, and I don't want to rip him off because he makes good stuff and. I don't want to. I don't want to do them, do them wrong that way. But they're either they're they're generally known as jazz casters. I'm gonna call it or a, telly masters. Yeah, but I like his name better. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a jazz master. Let's just say it's that. So uh, anyhow, this neck is. I'm I'm just really really happy with it. It's super nice, and um, I'm excited to get the body, which is shipping soon. The finish on this is. It's so much nicer than I expected. Um, I've never ordered uh, or bought a neck on its own. I wasn't, I don't want to say I was leery about buying, you know, getting it, but, you know, when something comes and it's not from a brand factory per se, it's, you know, it says all parts licensed by Fender, made in Japan on the back. And you put it in the in the the body cap. Oh, yeah. You, you, you know, don't even covered know. covered up, you won't even know. I'm telling you, this is nicer <laughs> than most of the necks that I have on my other guitars, to be quite frank. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic it's beautiful. looking neck. Well, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's one of uh, All Parts Nitro Finished necks. Yep. I've had really good luck with those. They're they're really well made, made in Japan. Um, the finish work and in, in the wood in this one is really quite nice. So Yeah. I mean, man, this, this fretboard is just... It's a knockout. It's grainy, man. It's it's not just a dull color. It's grainy. It's 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 beautiful. got really nice streaks in it. Um, but it's yeah. it's and it's super smooth and it's got the, the the fret. I think the biggest surprise, like the first thing I did, I was like, wow, this looks beautiful. And then I was like, okay, do the cheese grater test. And I ran my fingers down <laughs> like on the sides, and I was like, oh, that's nice, yeah. beautiful. Like they did a really great job on it. So, I'm. Happy with my all parts neck. Yay. Thank you, Tony. The rumor has it you have a bunch of other parts. That yes, came in I got too. a whole yeah. box of all the other parts. <laughs> most of the other parts. All parts? Very nice. All parts, yeah. I got all parts. I got all the all parts. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got all the all parts. Uh, the only thing I need is uh, Jared's wide range neck to, uh, neck pickup. Yep. And uh, so it's I, I'm making it a real jalopy. Because it's uh, it's sort of actually a, it's going to be a, a, like a tele custom a jazz yeah. tele custom okay. pickup configuration. Oh, of a so what gauge yeah. what gauge strings do you guys typically use? I'm interviewing you now. Yeah. Hey. I mean on my on my Fender scale lengths, I generally use ten to forty six. Yeah. Uh, Gibson scale lengths, I usually go eleven to forty eight. Yeah. And then if I'm doing like a Jaguar or Mustang, it's it's twelve to fifty two. Yeah. 
I am doing some of these horns going crazy out there. Um, I'm doing the SIT. Uh, I think they're ultra lights. Uh, now those yellow, are made the yellow in package. Yeah, yeah, those are made. Those in are made in Akron. Oh, yeah. Wow. Anyways, so let's get on with the business at hand, gentlemen. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Okay, hit us. Four on the floor. The, f- the first one is really tough because it's a pedal that I don't have, and um, it's one that I let go a long time ago. It's an ADA flanger. It's not the one with the, um, the AC plug. It has the adapter, but I love that pedal, and I'm still kicking myself to this day for selling it. So that's the first one. You can't find another one somewhere, like on Reverb? Or you- I just haven't, you know, I just... Still, you know, I still have to. I feel like I have to take a shame nap after even talking about it. <laughs> Honestly, that's a new. I've never heard of a shame nap. I like that. <laughs> no, I really feel like I'm going to have to after that one. That's funny. Um, second one is another one that I really love, which I don't use very often, but I'm very love very much is the Full Tone 69 because I have one that was built, I think, in '98. Hmm. It's a fantastic pedal. That is a great pedal. Yeah, it is. I mean, I have. There's certain things that I don't like about it, but it's that's not for me to decide because that was, you know, the pros well beyond outweigh the cons for sure. Well, what mm-hmm. are some of those pros? Oh, it's just a fantastic pedal. I mean, it's just super loud and just has more than enough headroom, and it's very adjustable, and it's you know something I wish I would have come up with. <laughs> A long time, but that was long before I was even building pedals. Now that one has the, uh, that's the reverse. Is it reverse polarity? Mm, That's mm -hmm. that's a pedal with the. You need a uh, a special. Yeah. Cable, right? Yeah. That's a special cable one, which is which definitely plays havoc with um, your um, if you're daisy chaining stuff, which I don't recommend anyways. Right. So yeah, uh, because I remember. I almost actually bought one of those maybe a couple months ago. And and I said, oh, okay, you know, I can deal with a different chord. And the more I started reading about it, I was like, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to deal with it, to be perfectly honest. Right. But it sounded really cool. I really liked the sound of it. But I at the point, at that time, I was just like, I, I, I got to keep, I got to keep my board nice and tidy so right um um the second one that, that was the, second or the one. third one yeah. that was the second one thank you the <laughs> third one the third one has to be um probably right now because it's here's the thing is the tastes always change and everything sure and that's just kind of where i'm at but like the whatever from adventure audio oh, yeah I really love that pedal, and that's another one I don't have. So it's kind of like, and you can get your average, wonderful, lushy reverb, and then just crazy stuff. And I really like that. Yeah, um, that's a great sounding pedal. Um, some interesting Christian, demos. And Christian's, that. yeah, interesting demos, and Christian's a solid dude, and he's got a great, he's got a great product there. So, is there any particular uh, aspect of that reverb that that you especially like just to you can just bend almost bend it to your will and oh, also that's, sometimes that's a great as, way to to describe a pedal yeah exactly 
I maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I want to go with the um, for the last one. Go with the Turbo Overdrive. Um, I think that that one was one that inspired me to do not only just to explore the idea of building pedals, but also in the end it was inspirational to the furry burrito, which is completely unrelated because they sound completely different. But for that one, for sure. And I especially love the second release because you were able to switch, take a little outside foot switch and switch that turbo sound on. So mixing that for me with the, Full tone 69 and then adding that extra whatever helped alleviate my um volume output volume problem cool if that makes if that makes sense almost everybody's got at least one boss pedal yeah no i have several and i love them yeah i mean i honestly do yeah you know um i mean i honestly could like probably make the case of like switching out one of those for like a tr2 yeah but that's a totally different podcast. That's on the pedal switching po- podcast. So. Is that followed by the music history podcast that we're supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. yeah, you know it. All right, man. That's a great list. Thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you guys for asking. Yellow yes. cake. So we're, Yellow cake. we got yellow cake on the line here. And uh, for those who don't know what yellow cake is, and besides a delicious dessert, and we'll get into maybe why he called it Yellow Cake. Uh, Yellow Cake is a pedal maker company brand pedals, and this is the guy that does it. Oh, I thought we were talking about uranium. <laughs> ah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, give us a scoop. Let's start. Let's start with the name. Where did where, where, where'd you get the name? The name. <clears throat> excuse me. The name comes from you know Yellow Cake enriched uranium. No kidding. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? Some people think it's cake, like, you know, Duncan Hines, whatever, your typical, like, yeah. And that's fine, too. But that was my intent. So, I mean, if somebody says, oh, it's this, I was like, well, no, it's in uranium. But if you want to think, you know, yellow cake with chocolate frosting or however you want to put it, that's totally fine. That's up to you. I mean, that's just my personal favorite. With yeah. chocolate mine frosting. Too. That's, yeah, that's my actually, you know, honestly, mine too. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I got a real thing for red velvet cake down here, which I don't really get, but whatever. It's a crimson. It's just, it's just a crimson oh, color. Don't even, color. Don't, even, don't even get me started there, yeah. all right? Yeah. Let's just not go there. <laughs> it matches yeah. the mud, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the clay the mud dirt. or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, when did you uh, when did you get started in, in in making the pedals? I know that you were me- mentioning that you you know you work in a uh, your regular job, and this is sort of the the lifesaver uh, passion thing that you do. So, how did you get started in this? Um the the premise came from a long time ago. Um, where like I have certain dirt boxes where like I just didn't have enough output volume and that really aggravated me Hmm. and I was uncomfortable about opening up and I really still am about opening up and modding my own pedals because at the same time I didn't really know what was going on so even if after reading like a boss schematic or whatever you'd still be kind of a bit like ugh so I just kind of decided just to kind of pass the free time that I had at that point in my life to to start thinking about building pedals and um 
And I was always a tube uh, distortion second channel on your tube amp type person. And when I started here and got exposed to different kinds of music, I started noticing that, you know, and, and through reading and stuff that they were using mostly cleanish amps. And, and I was like, my God, this is crazy. This, they sound fantastic. And that's for me when it started. And so like, I basically did a ton of reading on the internet with all the DIY stuff that was out there. So I'm more of a self-taught, like I'm not some guy that's got like some electrical, you know, electronic engineer degree or whatever that, you know, and so, and that's kind of where it all started. So I basically that's, and then the incarnation from that of messing around with ideas and putting stuff together and, taking stuff apart and breaking stuff and stuff not working, you know, mm -hmm. was the, was the first incarnation of what the furry burrito was. And so, and that's, so I started etching boxes and started slowly try to get it out there. And at some point I got to a point where I was just like, well, if I really believe in what I'm doing and I really like doing this and I really want it to reach the masses because some of the, the very small number of people at that point that had had, that had one really liked it. I want, I figured I might as well, um, go all in to a certain degree and start like getting the boxes powder coated and, you know, professionally printed and all that kind of stuff. And then it just kind of went on from there. And then I did the fried gold and your mom, the MK ultra and the latest, which is the, um, the Lida machine, which was a total departure from the normal for what yellow cake was seen yeah. as are known for well you just mentioned your, your the names of the of the, the pedals that and i think most people are probably most familiar with the the uh, furry burrito and, right and most recently yep. the lida but would you mind uh just kind of running through what each of those pedals are and what they do and how you got the name oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> for each one of them <clears throat> Okay, uh, Furry Burrito, the name comes from a childhood memory. My mom talking about, like, when you leave, like, a burrito in the fridge too long, it gets moldy. Nice. <laughs> and it's a furry burrito. Nice, nice cover And story. so I kind of correlated that with, um, with, like, an overdrive with, with fuzz, but not... Um, sure. Right. But with not, like, too, like gnarly or heavy of a transistor based fuzz where this is an IC based fuzz. It's like an overdrive slash fuzz. Right. And that's, you know, that's where the starve knob really helps kind of bring that all together. I like a starve um, knob on a fuzz pedal. I'm a fan. <clears throat> yeah. And so, I mean, so that was, so that is the crux of what the free burrito is. And the fried gold was like an over, a, a light overdrive that broke up uh, you know, once you crank the gain to like maximum, it has kind of like a breakup, like your amp is breaking up a little bit, kind of like I, I envisioned it being sounding to me and inspired me was more of like a, um, garage rock type pedal. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the people that like it and use it took it to like, they use it for whatever, but that was my, you know, what I interpret things to be and how everybody else interprets is, usually two different things, which is fine. You know, we all kind of come together and be like, I see this. And they're like, well, I see this and everybody plays different. So when you hear people play your pedals and they sound completely different because I'm not the most articulate player in the world and I'm not like real, really super clean. 
to hear that and they get sounds out of that that you've never really gotten out of it is to me always impresses the hell out of me. Yeah. And I'm and I really like that. So the fried gold was that and your mom which I mean come on there's well the name fried gold honestly I have to go backwards. The name fried gold was um well I mean I don't know if you guys have ever seen Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah. Yes. I so, have not. Oh man, Jared, you got to watch that. It's hilarious. Oh, Jared, you're killing you're, Jared. You're killing me. All right, you're killing me, Jared. To look forward to now. And hot fuzz after that. Oh, oh hot, yes. Actually, hot fuzz. Is, I like hot fuzz better. Come on, but, Danny. You've never taken a shortcut before. <laughs> <laughs> um, fried gold came from that part of it's like, go to Liz's, or we'll go to mom's. Kill dad. Sorry, sorry, Philip. And then you know, go to Liz's, pick up Liz's, and go to the Winchester's and wait for this whole thing to blow over. And then it's like, how do you like that for a slice of fried gold? And I was like, that's a great, you know. Yeah, like, that's cool. Okay. So it kind of came. It's it's always these little things, and it don't. It kind of wraps it together for myself, but it doesn't. It's usually three or four different ideas or things or objects that bring the whole. You that's know, the cool. arts. To, the art always totally unrelated to the name, and but it to me it works, and you know. Um, your mom was uh, is a silicon Careful. slash germanium transistor fuzz pedal, and it has a starb knob too, which I really like. So that was a little bit more like of a straightforward head fuzz, but still can kind of get a little bit overdrivey, mm-hmm. and but also get the fuzz that everybody likes. And then the MK Ultra is basically a fixed wah with a blend. It has essentially like an octave up. It's an octave up that's always on, but then you can blend in the fixed wah and adjust the frequency of the fixed wah. So like the left knob is basically blends the fixed wah into that octave up. And then the right knob, essentially the control knob, essentially uh, um, is the pitch of the adjust the pitch of the fixed wah. So gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, do you have a personal favorite of the that line? Oh, well, right now those are all uh, the drives. So we've covered the drives, right? Yeah, right now I think my personal favorites. It's kind of a toss up between like the fried gold furry burrito and your mom. The, well, but that, the way that, <laughs> that covers them but, all almost. Yeah. But but the way that um, with the furry burrito starved completely down and the way it affects and goes with the lighter machine is just super damn fun. Nice. So let's um, let's talk about the lighter machine real quick. The lighter machine was a um, I've had people ask me, you know, are when are you going to do a reverb and when are you going to do a delay and when are you going to do like, you know, kind of like the typical stuff, not like the drives aren't typical. And I was like, I just wasn't really comfortable or inspired by doing any of those for the simple fact that like there are so many great reverbs out there and there are so many great delays out there and so many great phasey type things i want to do something that's just totally weird crazy and wacky and and that it was inspiring to myself which is where all these other where the four previous came from and so i wanted to just dip my toe or put my basically i guess i went dove in head first into this which i view is more of a cross-platform pedal um 
because I don't know if you've seen the knobs demo that came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, no, uh, not of the Lighter Machine. No, I didn't. Not Knobs did a fantastic. Scott from Knobs did a fantastic demo, and he, he I sent him that pedal back in August, and he really really liked it, which really made me feel even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I spent a large part of most of this year up until summer nam getting this thing done and ready to go i started it i think messing around with the concept and the idea back in november of last year and um or 2016 i should say november 2016 because we're in 2018 now Mm -hmm. and so i really wanted to do something that was completely different and off the just totally wacky like i've never just to set myself apart from myself to to a degree mm-hmm. and so that's where that came from so it's you know a, a voltage controlled filter runs on positive and negative voltage and um with two lfos uh, the the main lfo that's always on just has a depth and a rate and you can go fast or slow and the switchable lfo on the left is um ramp sawtooth and triangle wave like the other only it's just you can go up to to ramp and toggle down on the toggle switch to um sawtooth and then it has a depth and a so uh, while you're talking about that stuff a couple things uh just so everybody um right understands so explain what an lfo is um uh low frequency oscillator um basically like your tremolo type vibe sound gotcha Okay. Okay. And you, the the selections, uh, the the wave selections. So we got um, sine, sawtooth, and um, square. I think that those are one of those you mentioned, right? The, main, the yeah, the main ones are are they're sine, sawtooth, they're sine, triangle, and square. Okay. And then you can also do um, sawtooth and ramp. Okay. So, so basically, these are triangle waves. Um, LFOs. Okay. So somebody says, sees the pedal and, and they see these funny little drawings on the side of that, of that knob. Uh, this is something that I think, you know, early on when I was looking at pedals as a, as a young pup, I was like, I don't know what any of that means. And I, and you know, even, even when you're listening, sometimes it can be hard to discern on certain pedals when, when it's maybe not quite accentuated to the degree that others are. Jared. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, I didn't, when I was younger and I looked at those pictures that he's like on the phase 100. Yeah. Those Uh pictures are there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one I got, the pictures are wore out, but I don't care. But when I was a younger kid, uh, I would look at the picture and just associate the, the picture with the sound that I was getting. I didn't understand waveform and what, sure. right. what it all meant. I just, right. you know, it was just a visual thing, visual so, to sound. Yeah, on, on, on the sign, you're getting a smoother transition in between the effect, right? So it's more of a, a rolling, you know, if I can, I'll, I'll make some noise. Like, wow, wow, wow. Now, if we bypass all the other ones and I don't make a bunch of racket and we skip straight to the, straight to the square, that's when you're more likely to get that chop sound, right? Yeah, basically, so yeah. Like, that's, a be- th- that's a good idea. Todd yeah. always had a good way of explaining <laughs> things so I can understand. <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's what I say. The, the, the square is definitely choppier. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, so that was that was an awfully long way around the woods to get back to the, yeah. the cabin. Land, sorry, sorry like, everybody, but the listeners are probably like, land the plane for yeah. crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> for crying even in out the loud, Hudson, you, you you guys got a podcast? I don't even build pedals. I know what the I could have yeah. done this fast. <laughs> crying out loud. I always try to take take moment if there's you know it's really easy for us to talk about things that we're familiar with or that. Um, you know, even if we don't know, a lot of things we're familiar with that we don't even know. We just accept as, well, that's what it is. And you just right. kind of, you just kind of roll with it. And, and um, I think uh, anytime that we have the opportunity to, to explain those little things that we so casually roll over, like that's when most learning happens. So yes, I it is. To do it that. is. Um, I've learned, uh, yeah, choppy or something. We've all learned sure. some yep. stuff. Choppy. Yep. Choppy. Chops. Uh, and the plane. Yeah, so <laughs> Lydia, Lydia, Lydia machine, Lydia machine. Lida, Lida. Lida machine. Okay. Call me, it whatever you want. Yeah, the Lida you machine. Like? I was just listening to that earlier. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That uh, was definitely I, the, and I had, I mean, I went through and I had a friend uh, test it and he ran it through his Moog and he was just oh, like, wow. you know what? I've, oh man, that's heavy. Yeah. He, it was a smaller, smaller Moog synth, but he ran it through his Moog and he was just like, is it Moog or Moog? Cause I've heard two different, I've always know. heard Moog, but you can yeah. call it. Is Moog. it Moog yeah, or Moog? You know, I'm a, it's a Moog. And, um, and he loved it because he was like, you know what? I hate that. I, I hate that. I don't have enough LFOs on my, on my synth and you only get like one mm-hmm. or I've got one. What's an LFO? Like, uh, low frequency, low frequency oscillator. Os- oscillator. <laughs> <laughs> have another, Gosh. have another fireball. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think I will. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And, um, so, um, and he was just like, and I've seen pedals and there's not very, and the other thing too, is that there's, aren't that many pedals out there that have, that are VCF or, you know, resident filter or whatever with an LFO with normally there's just one LFO. Mm. And I was in the middle of doing this and trying to put this together. And then I, somebody's like, Oh, so, you know, have you seen this? And I was like, no, uh, they're doing one. And they're like, have you seen this? This just came out at winter NAM. And I was just like, Oh mother. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm still, I'm going through with it anyways. I don't care. But they didn't have two LFOs, and they were like, you know, and I like the idea of being able to switch one off if you don't want one. Or if you don't want any of the LFOs, just turn your depths all the way down, and you don't have to worry about it. And just use the resident filter. And I, that's why I put a CV in. So if you wanted to plug a synth module into it that had a CV out of whatever, you could run it through the VCF. That's and a just, lot of acronyms, man. Tell everybody what a CV is. Voltage control filter. CV is a controlled voltage out. So anybody that is familiar with the synth modules in the synth world that like your little synth module rack, your rack or whatever will have a CV out or a CV in. Okay. Some of them don't have CV outs. It's a control voltage out, which sends whatever signal that is, is in that rack, whatever it is, whether it be like an, uh, another LFO, um, or another, um, or like a sampled hold or something crazy, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, uh, a VCO, like, you know, like that really nasty voltage controlled oscillator. I can do that sound. See? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you know, kind of like what, you know, like what the data corruptor is, which I think is fantastic, which is like they really harness the sound of like yeah. what the old Schumann PLLs were because they yeah, were that really. That a game changer, I think. Yeah, that is a game changer. 
I really wish they would have done a VCO or a CV out on that because that would have been like, wow, crazy. But yeah. I don't know what's inside Especially the box. Especially now that we all know what those are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I put a C. I also put a CV in the back door for myself, so to speak. So if I ever did anything else along that line at the time, I was thinking, well, if I ever did anything else in this little world, the cross-platform world, that like I wouldn't go back and be like, oh, I wish I would have done. You know what I mean? I yeah. wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have done that. Totally. So yeah. So I'm, I'm glad and the there's an expression in for the frequency of the resonant filter. So which is very fun. Ooh, cool. Uh yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to figure out how to get our get our hands on one of those here. Yeah. Play around with it. Yeah, you probably bit. should you probably should do that. Okay. Yeah. I think we're talking <laughs> to the guy. Right? Yeah. I think I yeah. but you like you like I think I might know a guy. <laughs> Bring one the nom so I can take it home. Yeah, uh, uh, well, no, I don't know about taking it home. Yeah, mm. you can just hold it. And give it back. It'll be on my board. It'll be on the board. You yeah. can look Play at around it lovingly. It. All right. All right. Uh, so let's see. Um, we have we've got a few more things that we want to ask you to just kind of get to know you a little bit better. I want to okay. go to the way back. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the way back machine first, and then we're going to go to the way forward machine. All right. So the way oh, back boy. machine. Where'd you get started in guitar stuff, man? Uh, I saw Live Without a Net, um, Van Halen back in, I think, 1990 or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to play guitar. Sammy Hagar days. <laughs> the Sammy Hagar days, which actually yeah. now, I mean, if I, if, you have, if I have my choice, I prefer the, the, the Roth era. Yeah. yeah. Well, now the Roth era is longer than the Hagar, right? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I think this, I, th I think sound wise, it's just more raw back then. I, I, it's, I mean, yeah, it was more raw, and it's yeah. just there's more of a purity to it. Yeah, and the licks are just a little bit more pure. Not, I, I think all the the whole body of work of Eddie Van Halen is fantastic, but like to me, I gravitate more to that sound. Yeah, on the over on the on the <laughs> music history podcast, um, you can learn all about this. So, uh, what, uh, the music history podcast, <laughs> that would actually be a great one. Hey, I Dang. wasn't trying to offend it. I wasn't trying to offend anybody. No, I hear you, but that's actually a really good idea. I'm, I mean, I wonder if it, I haven't found one yet. So are we doing a, is, is there a music history podcast that you guys do or are we just uh, no, there, maybe there, sh there should be one. Yeah. I don't have time. I'm booked, man. But anyways, I'm let's booked. get on with this. So you started, you, you, you saw uh, the Van Halen show. Uh, what did you, what did you start playing first? Guitar wise. Uh, guitar. Oh gosh. I had a Washburn KC 10 V. Wow. Yeah, that sounds terribly underwhelming just because it has a lot of letters and stuff. What, what describe that guitar for us? It was just like basically like messed up. It was just like a knockoff and it just had one humbucker in the bridge and it was just like a piece of junk. But it was, I loved it. and It was my first guitar and I had um, it didn't have any kind of. Um, just had a really, it had just like your typical tremolo. It didn't have a locking tremor or anything. So I had somebody put a Kaler on it, which those were just like, I hated those things. It wasn't even like a real Floyd and Rose. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I had somebody route a neck pickup in there at some point and I modded, had it modded and um, 
boy, that thing was hideous. I, I still have it somewhere <laughs> in pieces. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to keep those things later. I mean, the neck was so. I mean, if I if I even tried to like, if even I picked it up now and touched the neck, the neck was like about like. I'm sure that it was like had like about like three feet of lacquer and like barely any wood because it was just so over lacquered of a net. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, it was like, oh, my gosh. But, um, you know, it was just that was and I played through a crappy 15 watt solid state washburn amp. And I my first pedal was a was a DOD metal maniac. <laughs> Whoa. Awesome. Yeah, I was totally burning it down back then, boys. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. That's that's fantastic. So, yeah, it's totally deep. So uh, aside from your your old your old uh, beater, what was the what was yeah. the first guitar that that you got that you were just like, okay, I'm I'm feeling legit now. Um, I mean, I had a couple other little beaterish type guitars. But several years later, I bought a used, which I still have and I love dearly, uh, a used Fender Mexican-made Telecaster. Okay. Paid $250 for it. Wow. That's it? What's, uh, what's the, what, what does it look like? What, 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 it's, just a cream co- it's a cream-colored, Ooh, you know, yeah. two single coils. You know, one of it's just like you know the standard. Yeah, I just yeah, you know, the, it was like a standard. But somebody, but somebody had had changed the saddles, and I kind of left them because I liked them. Mm. Um, and somebody put in like, and they put in a, um, <clears throat> uh, I guess they changed out the bridge pickup for like some like Seymour Duncan something or other, and it was definitely a hotter uh, oh. bridge pickup. Okay, and I really really liked it. I used that for a while, mm-hmm. and I still have it. And then, uh, and then I bought a water damaged Strat that had been, you know, refurbished. It's like a, another Mexican made, and it was a um, like a blue sparkle. Oh, and I still, that's I favorite. still, mm-hmm. it's like a light, it's like a light blue. So it's not like a dark blue sparkle, but it's a light blue sparkle. I was like, mm-hmm. that was two hundred fifty dollars. Don't see I love too that. many light blue sparkles out there. It was like this was back in like the in the nineties, yeah. so that's, and then um, yeah, just kind of went on from there. I don't have like these. I don't have a lot of high dollar guitars. Yeah. Actually, I kind of anything that I did have that was high dollar, I, I sold, and I sold like probably four or five years ago to help pay for the yellow cake thing to push that forward. At the time, yeah. you know, I had amps that I didn't use anymore i liked them but i just wasn't using them because i was using more clean amps so i mean i and to help fund yellow cake stuff back in you know four or five years ago i sold you know the old triple rectifier that was before they went to the three channel you know a 5150 head you know yeah that's some heavy equipment there yeah, and I and I sold those things, and it was kind of like oh, I wasn't really using them. I kind of miss them, but I think it's only for nostalgia. But it wasn't for like oh, because I'm gonna totally just want to rock out on it. It's right. Like, eh, I can't, can't believe, it's yeah, and you're, and application changes, so you gotta. I I for some reason, I mean, it's probably not the same thing for all people, but I feel like amps are a little bit more utilitarian in that you know. So like. If you, you you buy an amp, you sell an amp. You're not you're not quite as heartbroken unless it's a really 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 special amp. But um, you know, I, I, to me, I feel like the guitars are the more personal 
right. know, kind of connection thing. But I'm sure uh, everybody right now is going, what? When I started just building pedals, even, gosh, even the last three years when I was really trying to start to push this out there, the boutique amp market has just been crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's massive. And man, there are some fantastic amps being and they're, built. No, and they're most, yeah. for the most part, all of them are fantastic. And yeah. it's just like, oh. What, 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 it's an amp, it's an amp uh, buyer's dream right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's fast forward real quick, like, how about that? <sighs> you, you talked about you're, you're planning some new stuff. Can you enlighten us on that? Oh, yes, I have a few things that I'm, I'm working on. Nothing I can really talk about. Okay. Um, as things go forward, like, you know, if we do another podcast um, or if I say, hey, you know, I want to reach out and be like, hey, let's do another thing because I want to kind of talk about something that might be happening. Yeah. Then, yeah, cool. of course. All right. Excellent. And, you know, if the, the more I get comfortable with you guys, maybe I will, like, under the radar, you know, send you something to check out. I would love that. Much appreciated. All right, let's oh, uh, let's uh, get on with the uh, one of our favorite parts of the show, which is uh, "Would you rather?" Would you rather? Oh, yes. Boy. All right, this week's "Would you rather?" Would you rather have an all rosewood neck, and it's going to be a Fender Tele neck, by the way, all rosewood board and neck itself, or would you rather have a flame maple neck, board and all? How many How many neck. A on that flame? A4. A 4A. 4A. A4, 4A. It's a 4A maple. I don't know. I don't what, glad, what does I'm that mean, Tony? I'm glad maple. I didn't say A1 because I was like, well, right. steak sauce. A what does four, that mean? Uh, 4A is about the top of the line, most figured. Okay. Yes, yes 4A. I, 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 I have to go with... Um, the maple neck and it's only from experience like i have like maybe one or two rosewood fret boards right but i i prefer the maple neck cool sorry perfect am no, i wrong fine. here am i fired no, what, you're what's not. going on tony what are you going with i'm going with the rosewood because uh i've uh i've had actually had the uh, the opportunity to play an all rosewood neck um uh, both board and and neck itself, and it's a, it's a darker sound, especially on a telly. Yeah, uh, it's really kind of a, a, a departure. Yeah, it's it's it, it. They're heavy. That's that's the one thing. It, it feels clubby somehow. Uh, I don't even honestly know that if I've played a rosewood neck. I mean, not a whole lot of people. I mean, the the, the most famous rare, one yeah. is probably the uh, the George, George Harrison, Harrison telly, uh, yeah. rosewood telly. Yeah, right. Um, I, I, but the thing is, is like I, I'd have to go with what I know on that one. Sure. I can't really. I've never tried something. That's and that's perfectly fair. Yeah, Jared, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, dang it! I'm gonna go with the rosewood. Yeah. But right now, I'm I'm gonna I'm, if I had to pick right now, I'd go rosewood. Well, maple sometimes is unforgiving. It's you have to kind of put that thing in submission if it acts up on you. You know <laughs> what does that mean? Well, <laughs> they could. Come on, I think you know what it means. Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes it uh, it bows. If it bows or it it's not straight, 
it's hard to repair those. Okay. I really feel like with accents in this episode, we kind of like went like guitar knob soprano style. Yeah, it's it's bordering on that. <laughs> what uh, are you gonna do? I don't. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Rosewood too because of the of the uh, I think the novel uh, notion of it, the uniqueness, and I, I yeah, that's that's it. I've never played one either, but I Maple's would like to. Maple's brighter anyway, man. I. The less brighter, I'm happy, you know. Okay. I don't want totally bright, you know, tinsy bright. I just, yeah, tinsy. Yeah. No I like tinsy. mellow. Yeah. Mellow, bro. Um, <laughs> excellent. I'm just repeating what I'm <laughs> I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much. I had a great time. I hope that everything went um, as well as could be expected. Pretty awesome, we edit. man. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's super fun. Super fun. Pretty Um, fun. It was great having you on. Uh, This has been... Uh, it's it's always great to hear you know the backgrounds on on the the people that are building the the machines that we use and that we you know that all the ones that that we choose and we take and we say this is ours and this makes this makes the right. sound I like you know and that becomes right. part of us in ways and so I appreciate it's you very it's that. to me it's always very humbling and it's never lost on me to be able to do this and yeah for sure. Um, let me, uh, let me just call out a couple people really quick. We want to give a a big fat thank you to, uh, these fine folks, Mason Green, Sean S, Oliver Gonzalez, John Daly, Robin Smith, Derek Fitzer, Pete Marshall, Carlos Mancha, Matt Brammer, David Wolfson, Martin Cliff, Tom Barazin. My guy. Woo, man. That's, That's a, a lot list. of people. We That's love it. List. Thank they you. They got their name right on the phone. And hey, if you guys want to be uh, become an, an executive producer, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, just like these guys did, and help us out. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. How do I become an executive producer? That's you, interesting. You go to get the guitar knobs.com. Wait. No. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash the, the guitar knobs. That was a test, and you guys passed it with flying colors i love it uh last thing i just want to mention that uh we'd like to remind you that at reverb.com it's a marketplace just for musicians all over the world so you can buy sell and make offers and negotiate with complete protection whether you're selling from your home or if music gear is your day job there are millions of listings online already and it's free to list yours too so join the musicians marketplace at reverb.com Beer. Dudes. How do we get in touch with Pick Guardian and, and Brandon and Brandon That was Wild. another test. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was gonna get off the Hey Ryan, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, um you can email me anytime. Uh Ryan at yellowcakepedals.com. Okay. You can go to the website yellowcakepedals.com or the best place to really get a hold of me and check out what's going on is my Instagram account at yellowcakepedals. Perfect. Tony, how can we get a hold of you and and pick guards and junk? Well, there are many, many ways. Yeah, pick one. Many ways. You can go to... <laughs> can I have two? You can pick two. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to pickguardian.com, mm-hmm. and you can also contact me through the various social medias. Excellent. At pickguardian1, yes. the number one. Yes. 
and uh, and uh, you'll be sure to help them make a make a very personal addition to their guitar. I think that's probably the most personal thing that I'm been added to to mine through your fine work. I appreciate that, uh, Jared. Uh, for pickup questions and anything like that, go to. Did I just hit the help desk at like the the car parts place? What? <laughs> For your pickup needs and questions, go to brandonwoundpickups.com. You can email me, Jared, at J-A-R-E-D at brandonwoundpickups.com. I'm also on Instagram uh, and uh, the other one, Twitter, at brandonwound, and on Facebook, brandonwoundpickups. (laughs) All right, guys. Brandon sounds like he's a bit wound up. Honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. he gets like that. He gets a little, he gets a little away. Hey, have an awesome week or or whatever part of the week until we talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Get in touch with us on our on our uh, social various things. <laughs> Subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time